Welcome to the weekly podcast at Second Ponce de Leon Baptist Church. My name is Doc Hollingsworth. I'm senior pastor of this great congregation, and we're delighted that you've joined us. Our prayer for you is that as you listen to this message, you might feel closer to God and closer to God's hope for you. We praise God for Jessica and Isaac as they have worshiped us into the presence of God. And as they pass the baton to me, in this month, music will be our focus as we are going to form a playlist from the Psalms. And so today in volume one, we're going to hit a psalm that is a song, and I hope that will be the song of your life. And that's the song titled Protection. Protection from Psalm 17. Kicking this thing off, I want you to know I'm going to confess to you, even virtually, that my favorite song is not a gospel song, not a hymn, not even a Christian contemporary song, but it is a song written by Earth, Wind, and Fire titled, That's the Way of the World. I love the way the elements have so great lyrics and it's so awesome because I can hear them singing it now. I can hear them saying, that's the way, the way of the world. Plant your flower and you grow up pearl. A child is born with a heart of gold. The way of the world makes his heart so cold. You don't need to hear me sing no more, but I promise if you've never heard that song, you go pull up the elements because that's the way of the world is so true even in our contemporary times. You see, the song speaks about the ups and downs of the world. Earth, Wind, and Fire created lyrics from experiential knowledge that aligns with what is experienced by most. You see, living in our world today, it does produce quite the up and down experience. And in many ways, my friends, we crave protection. No matter how hard we try, we cannot stabilize our lives. Think about it. We attempt to live in controlled environments. We attempt to protect our kids. We even try to protect ourselves. We take preventative measures in every way we can, but life still throws us a change up. It still twists us and turns us and jucks us and jives us, but sometimes we thrive. Face it, my friends, we are all in need of protection from someone who is not one of us. We need protection from someone who can go before us, who can surround us, who can travel with us. We need protection from God because the ups and downs of life is just the way of the world. From the playlist of the Psalms, we notice David's plea smack dab right there in Psalm 17. You see, this entire Psalm is a plea for protection, but also a plea for justice in the midst of false accusations and persecution, my good brother David is urging himself and suggesting to us that God needs to remain the center, the nucleus of our lives. David, you see, is being persecuted. I mean, they're coming after David with everything by Saul. Saul is his enemy. And so David right now, he dropped a text message in my inbox and told me that when this psalm was written, he was fearful. Fearful. 
He was anxious, but yet he was open and also had an optimistic disposition. He had an optimistic disposition that God would come and fight on his behalf during this challenging time. I want you to hear David's words because David faithfully and prayerfully play, he prays in this psalm saying, hear me, Lord, my plea is just listen to my cry. Hear my prayer. It does not rise from deceitful lips. Let my vindication come from you. May your eyes see what is right. Though you probe my heart, though you examine me by night, you will not find that I have planned no evil. My mouth has not transgressed. Though people tried to bribe me, I have kept myself from the ways of the violent through what your lips have commanded. My steps have held to your paths. My feet have not stumbled. I call on you, my God, for you will answer me. Turn your ear to me and hear my prayer. Notice right here in these beautiful words, notice David's plea. You see, David makes this request in an urgent and in an emotional manner. David, full of emotion, cries out to God, God, hear my prayer. He's asking that God will see him right now and just would come and perform some thoughtful actions, vindicate him, clear him of all the false accusations that he's experiencing at this time. I love this psalm because David is emotionally honest with God at this moment. He asked the Lord, he says, hey, God, probe my heart. Come inside my heart and I promise you won't find any evil there. David knows by saying, God, I want you to come inside my heart. He knows that, guess what? He can't hide anything from God. And in this pleading, God to God, David admits that people have tried to bribe me with the hope that I would perform some violent actions. But David says, no, I will not let anything stop me from being led by God. Friends, at this moment, when we look at David's words, it's so awesome because if you don't look carefully, you're going to think David's being rep repetitive. But yet in verse six, he mentions just what he mentioned in verse one, and that is hear my prayer, O Lord. Friends, I don't know about you, but when I think about David's plea, I parallel it to my own life because I too pleaded with God when I was a child in the middle of the night. You see, the reason I would plead with God is because the television would have gone off. The nightlight may not have worked and I would be surrounded by darkness. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, when I woke up and saw darkness all around me, I would be pleading to God, God, let me find a light switch. God, let me find my remote. God, let the light, the nightlight flicker. Something that would give me light because I was scared of darkness. You see, light takes away our fear. And you may not be afraid of a bedroom, but let's just all face it. We all need light <laughs> because light takes away our fear. You see, we are all fearful of the dark. It doesn't matter if you're 99 or 9. The darkness frightens us. It may not be the darkness of a bedroom, but it can be the darkness of this world. It may not be the darkness of this world, but it could be the darkness of racism. It may not be the darkness of racism, but it could be the darkness found in a loved one. It may be the darkness of, it may not be the darkness of a loved one, but it could be the darkness revealed in your spouse, in your neighbor, in your enemy, or in your associate. Either way, my friends, the darkness scares us. 
And friends, when we're surrounded by this darkness, we are just like David. We cry out to something, if not someone being God. Friends, I want you to understand today that David is teaching us that it's nothing wrong with crying out when you see darkness. We see so much darkness in our world right now. It's causing many of us to have anxiety. It's causing many of us to have to eat and stress eat. It's causing many of us to have mental health breakdowns. But I want to submit and suggest to you, will you just cry out to God and say, God, I'm tired of people dying. God, I, I'm tired of the pandemic. God, I'm tired of putting people in the ground. God, will you save us all? Because I believe this is what David is saying, that although the situations may not be exactly the same, it's always a good time to cry out to the one who loves us the most, and that is God. Friends, we see David's plea in verses one through six. Oh, but my brother David is not through. <laughs> Look at what he says in verse seven. He says, show me the wonders of your great love, you who saved by your right hand. Those who take refuge in you from their foes. Keep me as the apple of your eye. Hide me in the shadow of your wings. From the wicked who are out to destroy me. From my mortal enemies who surround me. They close up their callous hearts. And their mouths speak with arrogance. They have tracked me down. They now surround me with eyes alert to throw me to the ground. They are like a lion hungry for prey. Like a fierce lion crouching in cover. Rise up, Lord. Confront them. Bring them down with your sword. Rescue me from the wicked. By your hand, save me from such people. Lord, from those of this world whose reward is in this life, may what you have stored up from the wicked fill their bellies. May their children gorge themselves on it. And may there be leftovers for their little ones. Friends, we've seen David's plea, but I want you to notice in verses 7 through 14, David's petition. You see, David made a formal request that God would act mightily upon his behalf. He asked that God would show him the wonders and the great works of his great love. He asked that God would keep him as the apple of his eye, meaning that God would prioritize David. But yet David asked that God would protect him from his enemies and bring his enemies down. Literally, in contemporary terms, David is simply saying, God, I need you. I don't need you tomorrow. <laughs> I need you right now. But friends, what is the urgency? Like, why is David crying out in such an emotional manner? Why can't he be a little bit more cute and dignified like many of us? Well, the true reason that David is crying out in this moment in such an undignified and passionate manner is because Saul and it was David's continual enemy. See, unfortunately, if you rewind a bit and look back in the Bible in 1 Samuel's and read this week, chapters 18 through 21, you're going to notice that Saul really wanted to harm and hurt David by any means necessary. You see, Saul, he turned against David due to the green-eyed monster of jealousy rising up within him. Saul was so filled with jealousy that even when his daughter married David, he was hopeful that that would be a trap that would eventually lead to David's death. 
And having this persistent, this insanely king running after David made David say, God, I need you right now. This is why David asked for refuge and protection. David is speaking about the hardness and the arrogance of Saul. He's saying, I tried to reason with the brother. I tried to tell him, hey, man, listen, I won't you stop trying to kill me. But he says his heart is hardened. He even compared Saul to a lion crouching over his prey and David is the prey. My brothers and sisters understand today that David is living out a real life horror film as he is running for his life. But in the midst of him running for his life, he's also praying to his God. And on the run, David says, God, I need you to rescue me from my enemies. But yet I love the humanity that we see of David in this psalm because David literally doesn't just give us flowery church language. But David says, hey, you know what? I got a bit of anger mixed up in my plea, too, because this man has been running after me for many years now. And Saul is getting on my nerves. And so I not only want you to deal with Saul, but I want your wrath to come down so much on Saul that even his his children and their children's children would be able to feel and gorge themselves on this wrath. Now, many people may say, Josh, whoo, that's a little, that's something, man. What, man, that, that's not right. Well, you know what? Let me tell you something. I want you to think and put yourself in David's shoes. And oftentimes our humanity does show. But what's so great about God is that God can see our humanity and place his divinity on our humanity and still produce a beautiful prayer and product that is literally better than us all. And my friends, but if you can take your sanctified self away from David's anger, but look at the rest of the prayer. You're going to see something. David's running for his life and David cries out to God and he asks God, please protect me. And I don't know about you, but when I think about the jealousy of Saul and the persistent enemy that Saul was for David, I think back and look back over my life. And I don't know about you, but I've had some persistent enemies who wanted me to fail. I've had some persistent enemies that would scroll and look on my social media page and they wouldn't like a thing, but they were trying to see me fail and see what they could do to ultimately plot my demise. And so I don't know, but I know if you have not encountered a soul, I want you to catch this. There will be some souls in your life. Some people that tell you that you're not good enough. Some people that t- will tell you that you're never going to make it. Some people that will tell you you're not smart, beautiful, or all right enough. Well, I want to tell you that the thing that's so great about God is that God is better than people because when God says yes, and when God places his hand on your life, guess what? It doesn't matter what man may say. And so even when you find yourself going through challenges, chaos, and turmoil, you need to do what it says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17. It says to pray without ceasing. I love what David's doing here because even though he's running for his life, he continues to pray. Friends, we have noticed today David's petition. We've seen David's plea, but look at the last verse of this psalm in Psalm 17, and I promise it'll bless you. It's right here in verse 15 of Psalm 17 that the text says, these are David's words, as for me, I will be vindicated and will see your face. When I awake, I will be satisfied with seeing your face. 
Friends, this is David's statement of faith. David shares that I will be cleared of accusations. I will see the Lord's face. But what's so awesome about verse 15 is that David uses language of certainty. David says, I will, I will, I will be satisfied. And you see, David, he's prayerful. And I love this, but you don't catch it in the text. David is actually talking not only to God, but he's reassuring himself. And we learn a pivotal lesson from David that guess what? Sometimes it's okay to encourage yourself. Sometimes in your life, it's okay even to talk to yourself. Yes, I said that. I know many of you believe, hey, I'm too cute to be doing that. The reason why you believe that is because many, many of us associate speaking to ourselves as if one has a mental health issue. But you know what I would say about that? In this instance, it's okay to talk to yourself because sometimes in your life, you need to learn to shed your true, your, your cute Christianity and put on your authentic Christianity. You see, David at this time, he wasn't worried about being cute. He wasn't worried about who was looking at him and if they would judge him. He says, it's just me and you, Lord. And I'm crying out to you because I need you and I need you now. Look at David's statement of faith. It is powerful, but it's also personal because in contemporary terms, he's saying he's like the little engine that could. I do have faith. I do have faith. I do have faith. And he's reminding himself of this. And so I guess I'm asking you this question. When you encounter certain issues in your life, will you make a statement of faith or will you utter an utterance of unbelief? Which will you choose? Because I was at this juncture the other day when I pulled up to a red light. I pulled up to a red light and there was a lane next to me and a red Corvette pulled up next to me. The person in the car proceeded to get my attention by waving his arms and he pointed at his hat because on his hat was his voting preference. I proceeded to look at him and then I looked back forward. Well, it was still a red light. He chose to come out of his car, beat on my car, take his hat off, press it against my window and use the N word and the SOB word and many other racial slurs. As angry as I was, as hurt as I was, as I'm just trying to go to my destination, I don't mean any harm. I haven't done anything wrong. For some reason, God let me stay in the car. No matter how many bad thoughts of what I would do to this man that was rotating in my mind, no matter how many insults he continued to spew, God protected me. And what's so awesome about God is that God is always willing and ready to protect us, especially when we cry out to God. God's protection is always around us. We can't supervise it. We can't turn it off. We can't manipulate it. God protects us. Why? Because God loves us. And so this week, I'm going to ask you to admit to God that which is scaring you. I'm challenging you that. Admit to God that which is scaring you. And I want you to cry out to God and say, God, I need you. And watch God fight for you. Our together takeaway is simply this. God protects, God's protection is God's love in action. Let's pray together. Gracious God, 
thank you for David's prayer. Thank you for what we learn from David's prayer. Please, God, protect us and that which scares us, help us. In Christ's name, amen. You could be sitting there right now saying, I feel God speaking to me. If by chance you feel God speaking to you and you haven't accepted Jesus or don't have a relationship with Christ from right where you are, you can today. If you would, simply pray this prayer with me. I admit that I'm a sinner in need of God's love. I believe that Jesus died for me and I confess that Jesus is the Lord of my life. If you've just prayed that prayer, I am excited and can't wait to hear about what God is going to do in your life. And if you've prayed that prayer or if you would like any information about this amazing church, Second Punts, I'm going to ask if you would email me at jscott at spdl.org. Email myself and I promise I'll point you in the right direction, if not answer the question, if I know the answer. Remember today, friends, that God's protection is God's love in action. And you remember in the beginning, I told you, I said, hey, we're going to form a playlist. It's the playlist from the Psalms. So I have two songs for you. The first song is from Elevation Music, Sea of Victory. It's talking all about God's protection. The next song is this, Man of Your Word by Maverick City Music. So check this out. We've created a Spotify playlist. We're going to post it on all our social media platforms. If you need the link and don't have it, email me. I'll be glad to give it to you. And so, friends, we conclude our time together. Um, I do want to say that, hey, if God has come upon your heart and you feel like sowing into all together, I want you to go to spdl.org. There's a giving option there. All you have to do is a drop-down menu, hit all together, and place whatever you feel God leading you to sow, sow it there. Friends, it's always my pleasure to be with you. And remember, God's protection is all around us. Have a great week. Thanks for joining us. If you live in the Atlanta area or visiting Atlanta, come and worship with us in person on Sundays at Second Ponce de Leon Baptist Church.